You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hello, and welcome to the Serve Strong, Finish Strong podcast on the Mission Matters Podcast Network. This is designed specifically for you in your 40s and 50s, trying to navigate the uncertainty of the stage of life you're in. I'm Scott, and I'm your host, and I'm glad you're aboard as we embark on another episode together. Progress begins with awareness. It's true in any journey you wish to take in life. You can spin your wheels and stumble around, wasting time and energy and expense. But once you have a firm grip on what's really going on, you break free from the treadmill of repeated mistakes, and progress becomes your companion. That's why I'm so eager to talk with my guest on today's show, because mastering our own stories, we are more aware. And let me do the honor of introducing her to you. Her name is Kim Plyler. She is a U.S. Navy veteran, CEO of Saul Communications, Inc., a creative communications and public relations firm based in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. She's a member of the Forbes Agency Council, Professional Services Council, International Association of Business Communicators, and the Public Relations Society of America. Kim is a public speaker and also owns and operates Arette Gallery, a community art gallery in New Hope, Pennsylvania. Now, Kim is a storyteller at heart. From her education in theater to her speech writing for admirals in the U.S. Navy, she has traveled the world and heard stories from all different cultures. Kim has created a program entitled Master Your Story, It Matters, and uses her platform to encourage individuals and brands to find their story and share those stories. Welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for being here, and thank you for having me. Sure. And there's so much more in your bio, which I'll put in the show notes, (laughs) because there's just so we could go on. So let's get started here. What motivated you to start the Master Your Story program? What motivated me is it's a two-part question for me or two-part answer. When I was younger, I grew up in a home with all brothers and I was always told to be quiet and, you know, sit over there. Little kids don't speak, you know, two ears, one mouth, just listen. And then when I joined the Navy and I was traveling around the world, I saw how so many people were suppressed. They weren't allowed to say what they wanted to say in different countries. And if you did, it's a fear of being shot or killed. And at that point, something triggered inside me. And it's like, no, we have to speak. We have to share what we know is our truth so that we can help others heal and help humanity heal. And at that point, that's when the seed got planted and it didn't mature until just recently. Okay. So it, it matured just recently. And what was the trigger point of that maturity? The trigger point had to be when I realized if you're not out there speaking your truth, first, you have to understand your truth and you have to understand who you are from your past experiences in your present life. And then you need to cultivate a platform or a path, whatever you want to call it, that gets you forward based on that experience. And that experience is what helps other people. So when I saw um, after 9-11, I was down at the Pentagon. And so that witness, that jogged me into a reality of how, having to do this and do it now. And also just seeing women from around the world whose stories were so suppressed. And then I went through a process of trying to find my story and found my stumbling block that was preventing me from my story. And once I healed that stumbling block, I was able to then tell the story, which should have been told 30 years ago, in my opinion, but it finally came out. Does everybody have a stumbling block? 
I think so. I really do. Otherwise, they would be on a much further level and they would be sharing their stories. So that's why Master Your Story was designed to help people find those things. It's a anywhere from a 12 to 18 month process that we put you through, depending on where you are in your, your circle of life. And we really help get that story to the forefront and help you learn how to utilize it. So you speak of finding our truth. The Would you give me an example of a, an obstacle that someone might have in trying to find that truth for themselves. Cause I, th- I think a lot of listeners are, are wrestling with the very, their identity. You know, they've spent 20 plus years building a life, a family, a career that's all built, but now what, you know, what is really the truth? And especially if someone has attached their identity to what they've accomplished and what they've accomplished no longer fulfills them. So what's an example of an obstacle? Fear. Without a doubt, the biggest one we come across is people's fear. Fear paralyzes them for exactly what you just said. They've been, you know, the CEO of a Fortune 500 company that, you know, makes baseball bats around the world or whatever. And then all of a sudden, they're not. And that's when you have to say, okay, then they're scared to death. Like, uh, how am I going to go out into the world? Well, how do I take the, my talents of being a CEO of a baseball bat manufacturing company or whatever it is and step out into the world and still be viable? I think it's this fear of not knowing what to do and then not being valued for what you can do. So there's this fear of moving forward with that. And I think that's the biggest stumbling block. Yeah. When you're talking, I'm picturing Indiana. Jones standing at the end of this or at the beginning of this great chasm and he's been given instructions to start talk start walking and he takes his first step and that step appears and so on that is a great fear you know a lot of voices that say you're no longer relevant you're no longer important so if you could give our listeners three tips that would help them on their path to creating this truth and finding this story or discovering it what would they be? One is believe in yourself. One of the things we do with that step when you're in Master Your Story is we actually give you some mirror talk lessons to actually look in the mirror and tell yourself these these couple things. I believe in you. I forgive you for anything you're stressed out about or past tra- transgressions. And I empower you to move forward and be you. And I really love you. You know, that's the, it sounds corny and people are like, oh, you're going to look in the mirror and talk to yourself. And when I did it, it was corny for me at first, I'll be honest. And I was kind of like, why am I doing this? But by day five of doing it, I was, it was like somebody peeled back a window cover and said, hello, and really got you to focus on why, why am I here? What am I meant to be doing right now? I want to pause you right there with that mirror talk. I think it's interesting. You use words and phrases that are as though, you are third person talking to yourself as opposed to first person. I just read something recently about how much more powerful and life transforming it is instead of saying, I believe in me or I can do this versus speaking as though it was someone else talking to you. You can do this. I believe in you and so much more powerful. Just an interesting thought. It is. And, and, you know, people tend, that's another point right there is because when your internal voice, your internal narrative is talking to you and we have all this voice, some people don't realize that you're not your internal narrative. 
you're the person listening and hearing the internal narrative. Mm. And it's I equate it to almost like being, you know, beautiful waterfalls in some beautiful coastal place with beautiful waterfalls and the caves underneath behind the waterfalls. You are behind that waterfall and that internal narrative is your waterfall. And you are looking at that. So I visualize that and I say, you know what? I am a beautiful waterfall. There's this great strength in this. So that would be point two would be to realize that your internal narrative, while it's important and what you're saying to yourself is so vitally important, but you are not the internal narrative. You are the one who is helping that internal narrative come to fruition. You are the team of yourself that is pushing that forward. I wish I had heard you say that about seven years ago. In fact, as of the recording of this podcast episode, seven years. Wow. It would have been, let's see, this is September. It would have been about three months. And since the time I became a 50-year-old without a career, we had to close the family business after 44 years. And I had to go into bankruptcy. I had to go through all this different, this life-transforming scenario. And talk about internal narrative. I mean, I was no good to anybody. I failed. I didn't want to talk about bankruptcy. It, it was horrible. And what you're saying here is those voices are not me. Right. And so if there's someone listening who has gone through something similar, whether they chose to retire or they or something happened from external circumstances, and you're listening to that rush of water that's flowing in front of you, that is not you. You are the waterfall. You are not the voices you're hearing. That's, man, I wish I had heard that seven years ago. Yeah. And it's very impactful. And the fact that, you know, people have this fear of failure or I failed, you know what? Mm -hmm. That's okay. I'm, failure is a part of life and, and life is filled with obstacles and everybody's going to fail. I, I think I failed three, four times a day with something, you know, and it's when you hit those big failures, like you were saying, bankruptcy and all these other things, because society places so much emphasis on that stuff as being bad. Failures are just mistakes. You just made a mistake. It was a mistake. Move on. Learn from it. Absolutely. Because in every failure, every mistake, there's a valuable nugget that will help you grow to be a better human. Beautiful. Beautiful. So did we cover? All that was three? number two. Three. And I think there was three. I, I said three would be just to give yourself a break. You are you. Take care of yourself. Make that time to take care of yourself. And mm. that's my third tip. That's beautiful. So uh, believe in yourself. Talk to yourself in third person positive and recognize the internal narrative is not you mm -hmm. there's so much more to you and and third give yourself a break yeah back off and failures are okay failures are a-okay learn from them i like that mistake yeah we're going to take this again <laughs> and we're going to take it better you know we don't start over from scratch we start over from experience right yes okay so a little bit about you. How did your past training become the background to the path that you're on right now? Well, I'm going to be brutally honest with you. My past training started when I was a child. I came from an extremely abusive family and there was a lot of turmoil and hardship and fighting and abuse and all that kind of stuff. And as I grew, you know, you go through, you pattern what you know, so I kind of put myself in that same pattern of abuse in different ways. Then I graduated college realizing like I need to do something to change this. So I joined the military, which some would say to a theater major, you joined the military. <laughs> My response is it doesn't matter. They're just different 
costumes on a different stage, you know, and that degree in theater, when people talk about that, I, I love the fact that I have a degree in theater because that set me up with the beautiful foundation for the rest of life, because you learn everything about human nature in a degree in theater. Mm. So in the Navy, it was very tumultuous and there was always, you know, straight, straight, direct lines, the bombing of the USS Cole, 9-11 anthrax, and it was still tumultuous. And I found that I was really great with crisis communication right? Mm. Having been in constant crisis, it's easy for me to be in a state of calm when everybody else is is losing it. And I found it very easy to train people on how to calm themselves down and step out into the communication space with what and get in front of the problem. So the childhood of abuse set me up for the military, which then set me up for the fact that I learned how to do crisis communication, media training, intense moments working with media, went around the world and did that in different cultures around the world, which was such a wealth of education. So my tour with the United States Navy was very important to me and was one of the best things I ever did. And as I got older, I saw the fact that what I really love with that theater degree is creativity. And I love people that come from a space of creativity because in my world, the best way to communicate is either through art, the spoken word, creativity. It changes people, it changes cultures, it changes community. And that's really what stepped me into this world. I have Arte Gallery down in New Hope. We like to master the stories of people who are changing and helping humanity. And a lot of times that comes out as a screenplay, a novel, a piece of artwork, you know, and it's just, just really impactful. And so my whole life experience has led me to this point at age 45, when I left my former place of employment and started my own company, I learned that you have to take who you are and what you are doing and forge that path forward so that you can help others. We don't normally hear stories like this that come out of abusive upbringings. We usually hear the serial killer or the major problems that people come out of your life is different do you think that the theater awakened you to your narrative i think the theater laid the groundwork so that i could accept my narrative i think my narrative i believe in god so i i think my narrative comes from god and is directed by by God's implant implant in there. And mm-hmm. each, each forging of the sword that I, as a human being am, was done in my childhood and leading up until I woke up. Literally, I would say I woke up after I left the military and I saw what needed to be done. And then that's when I forged forward into this ne- next realm of really taking creativity and helping people find that beauty inside themselves and share it with the world. That's where we're uniquely positioned with Saul Communications and Arte Gallery is we can then take your story and help you get it out there in as a PR firm and also if it's creative in the gallery. So I've, I have a question about your spirituality, but before we get into that, I want to ask you, what do you love the most about bringing out the narrative of someone? I love when they get it. There's in our process, usually around the fourth or the fifth session, somebody will have, well, all of them, everybody I've worked with has this, uh, like the aha moment but when they truly see it and they believe it in themselves. So when I see the empowerment that they themselves gain from knowing who they are and what they can do, I, that's the biggest love of all as far as I'm concerned. Wow. Wow. So if you're listening to this and you, you feel stuck in your circumstances, regardless of the reason, this is a, Kim is a great resource for you. Get that story, get that awareness, that, that knowledge of 
these ingredients that you already possess that you can put together and move forward with I mean, just think about Kim what who you're helping and and the kind of impact you're having on the world not I would say not in spite of but along with your experiences you're it's not like you're stuffing those experiences down and trying to beat them you're actually using them as ingredients in a recipe and I think that's because the sword, like I go back to the sword analogy where you go through rough times, it's just you're being shaped for what's yet to come. Hmm. Uh, and and God help me, I hope we can reach a lot of people and help them see that in themselves too, because especially now after everything we've been through the last four or five years, the, the world needs it. The world well, needs to see themselves. Well, listen, you know, if you're in your 40s and 50s, you are just beginning. That's the problem is the narrative that we have been given is that you retire and the only option is oblivion, irrelevance, no longer needed, you know, and that's, you know, unfortunately we have ageism going on, which perpetuates that, but it doesn't have to be that way. There, there's another good 10, 20, 30 years that we can, and, and we have so much experience that we can draw from to create. So it's ideal what you bring to the table is ideal for someone in their third quarter, their forties and fifties. Yeah. I just want them to see that, that, that all that ageism that you just discussed, I don't buy into, I will not buy into because I truly, I believe it exists and it happens. I'm not saying it doesn't. I just truly believe that now is the time from most careers are made and given back to help others in your forties, fifties, and sixties and seventies sometimes, right. and, and maybe even eighties, if you're lucky, you know, and we should be worshiping that knowledge, you know, because those people that have gotten to that part in their life and can give back, whether it's monetarily or educationally, or however they're put there because that's part of the human cycle, you know, and if you neglect the older generation or for fourth quarter people, or, or however you want to categorize it, you're missing out in your life. The reason I moved back to Bethlehem after getting married and everything and, and leaving the Navy and I came back here, I wanted to raise my son in a community where there were World War II veterans around, where there were, you know, educational facilities that had rich, enriched philosophy speakers and stuff like that. And and Bethlehem sure is really rich in, the, in that community space. So yeah. we don't stop. We just have to worship and understand the respect that age level. That's right. That's right. Chip Conley, somebody that I that I follow on LinkedIn, and he said recently that this, this midlife, this is the life stage when we come to realize that procrastination means you'll likely postpone until your tombstone. Learning Spanish to surf or how to make a killer margarita isn't necessarily going to become easier 10 years from now. It's kind of a warning, you know, now is the time. Let's let's grab life by the horns and let's figure out that story and let's go forward with that story to make that kind of impact that will last a lifetime, lifetimes beyond us. Yeah. You know, so talk about a legacy. So let's let's talk about how important your spirituality is in your everyday life. Spirituality is very important to me. I believe that we need to be atoned to a higher power. I choose to call that higher power God. Mm -hmm. And I see a higher version of myself that can have a direct conversation with him as needed. And that higher eudaimon, I like to call it, this this higher person, like. I'm trying to explain that to some people who don't grasp that concept. And I'm like, you got the angel and the devil on each side of you, which one are you going to lean towards? I'm taking the angel every time, you know? And uh, I just truly, 
you know, without that, I don't think I could have gotten through what I lived through because every time something tragic happened, there was some kind of spiritual intervention, either by a minister at my church when I was a child or when I was in the military, the chaplain happened to be stopping by just after something happened. So, and I know if I do believe there are guardian angels and right now mine are probably sitting up there with gray hair and like saying, Oh my God, we got her. (laughs) But I just truly believe it's that higher self that you have to stick to those virtues. And that's why part of the reason why the gallery is called Arate Gallery is to live and work in virtue. So Mm -hmm. it's just, to me, spirituality and being connected to a moral, ethical, and virtuous call to yourself is is critical. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you're saying that even in a an experience of abuse leading into a military structure of tremendous discipline and everything in between can lead you into a deeper spirituality. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's fantastic. It's a connection you feel you because again with the mirror talk or whatever, it's really, you're behind that waterfall. You are in charge of your life and you're guided by these higher principles, which I choose to lead to God, you know, and others may call it something different and that's cool too. As long as, you know, they're connected to a higher power of virtuous and moral ethical behavior. I just think you have to be that way. Well, if there's any time in the, in our generation or in, in, the humanity now is the time for us to grab a hold of those virtues and make them a part of our lives this has been a fantastic discussion if if someone were to want to reach out to you and say i would like to know more about this multi-month process to get my story where would they find you the best place to go is m y s matters with an S on the end. That's M Y S M A T T E R S.com. And that's our talks all about our whole program. There's a video there you can check out if they want to reach me personally for one-on-one coaching. I'm at Kim Okay. That's P L Y L E R. Correct. Okay. Well, Kim, thank you so much for taking a little bit of time out of your busy schedule. I know it's, it's not always easy on a Monday morning to break free, but I appreciate that. And I appreciate the spirit and the energy that you bring to what you do. I think you are a great asset to those clients who work with you. And I look forward to continuing the conversation as we move forward. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I appreciate being on your show and to all your listeners. Thank you for being here and supporting conversations like these, because the more we share those stories, the better the world will be. Beautiful. Thank you. This has been another episode of the Serve Strong, Finish Strong podcast. I'm Scott Kokenauer, and as always, I'm grateful for the time that you have taken. I know there are a lot of things that you could be listening to, a lot of podcasts, but you chose to listen to mine. I want you to know I honor that greatly. Be sure to visit the show notes for all the information you might need for this episode and subscribe to the podcast to get notified of next episodes. Oh, and hey, By the way, here's a little secret. We're working diligently behind the scenes to create an awesome social platform where people just like you in their 40s and 50s are working out their fantastic fourth quarter as well. If you want to get in on the platform now before we formally launch in a few months, visit finishstrong.m, that's 
like marynancy.co, finishstrong.mn.co, and request to join. It's going to be a fantastic platform geared specifically for the success of your life journey. Finishstrong.mn.co. I'll talk to you on the next episode of Serve Strong, Finish Strong. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.